subscribing while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> Damn it, I screwed it up. Hello? Hello, Warren. Welcome, Welcome to my couch. Welcome to my couch. Welcome to Driving Well Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. I'm Art. I'm Clark. So what kind of casting did you say you guys do here? Uh, don't worry about it. Just take off your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, can, we get paid for this, right? <laughs> yeah. Clark, you have no idea what you're getting yourself into. Uh, we are once again joined by Clark Sopper of uh, Roundcat Racing. Hey, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Racing. Um, RCR. Might as well just get right into it. What is Roundcat Racing? What are we doing? Why don't we all drive K trucks? I mean, that's a good question. I'm trying to. I'm trying to help. The, <laughs> why don't we all drive K trucks? Question. Um, well, we we touched on it a little bit on Thursday. Um, you have a, a slight problem. I do. Uh, I have it, a habit. It revolves around small Japanese vehicles, um, mainly trucks and scooters. Yeah, for the moment, trucks. Trucks mainly. Yeah. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't always trucks, and it, and it probably won't always be trucks. But yeah. at the moment, it's definitely trucks. How many trucks, K trucks, do you have? I think I have eleven right now. Yeah, I think it helps that they're uh, six feet long by uh, three feet wide, definitely and they're <laughs> fairly inexpensive. They're very reasonable. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah, I think that if they were not so affordable, I would not have eleven of them. <laughs> I might not have any of them. How yeah. many are inside of your building? Um, right now, there's five inside my building. Okay. And then we've got a little shed outside. Like yeah, that little lean-to, right? Yeah, it has a couple more. Uh-huh. And you then, have a fire truck? Yep. Um, I just sold uh, the the Suzuki Carry fire truck. Oh, you did? To some locals here in town. Whoa. Is that the first one you've sold? Yep. Congratulations. Thanks. I feel weird. The yeah. first step to recovery. <laughs> recovery. It is, yeah. um, I'm, I'm really glad that both I have one fewer and that somebody who has it is really excited by it. That's cool. And it's a local person, so we can have a little community going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you could probably have first right of refusal to buy it back. I hope I don't buy it back. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I, hope I you know, that can wean myself off. So I, s- yeah, oh, I was going to say I saw that truck in person, but I didn't know if it has any actual firefighting abilities. Does it have a pump on it or it, anything? I, I it. It used to. I did not get it with the pump. Okay. I got. I don't. So it's mainly cosmetic as a fire truck. Yeah, it was painted red. Yep. And it had the um the Little, excellent uh, flower thing. Yeah, cast medallion on the on the yeah. nose of it. That's cool. So, uh, is it like eighties, nineties? Are you going all the way back to the fifties? Like, what do you uh, what do you delve into there? Is it all of them? Or? Yeah. The the oldest one I have is a seventy two. Um, which is one of the earlier ones that Honda made. Oh, is that the one with the big H on the nose? Yeah. Those are cool. Great looking. Any with three wheels? No, but I just, two days ago, I bought a six wheel one. Whoa. Oh, a little dually? It, no, it's uh, in a row. Oh, right. Okay. So it's uh, it's the, the crawler model. Sweet. Uh, so it's a four by six. <laughs> and uh, has removable tracks that go around the back too. Oh, sweet. Wheels. Oh, oh rad. So you got a good snowmobile? Yep. Definitely will work. That was also a fire truck up in Hokkaido. Oh. Whoa. Snowy. Yeah. So <laughs> the first car I ever, or the first right-hand drive car I ever drove was a Honda Vamos 
turbo four by four okay. uh, van. So it's a little tiny van. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's, I think it's a yeah, 660 CCs or something turbo all wheel drive. And, uh, I might have mentioned this in, uh, on the podcast in the past, but we were going up to the mountains to go skiing and, um, we were passing everybody in that thing. I mean, it was so capable. I mean, the tires are, you know, what, like three and a half inches wide and mm-hmm. it's all wheel drive. Yep. And we're just cruising, you know, like, like nothing up this hill. Uh, and I remember we helped several people, you know, with chains and everything like that. And they're looking at like, they're looking at us like, you're, you're in that thing. We're like, yep. They're so incredibly well designed that the capacity just continues to impress, I guess. So for someone who's never really seen one and certainly never driven one, what, what's the layout usually is the motor underneath the seats in the Honda, the motor is underneath the bed and it's bed. um like kind of central, central to rear mid. Okay. I would say it's a transaxle motor. Yep. And, um, so it's just in front of the rear axle and four cylinder, um, three cylinder? in the two cylinder in the seventies, okay. three cylinder, I guess two cylinders in the eighties as well. Three cylinders in the nineties and to, to current. Uh, yeah. So the, the seventies trucks are 360 CC air cooled. Yep. Um, the eighties up to, um, I think 89 or 90 are, oh. um, are 550 CC liquid cooled. Okay. And then 660 from, you know, 90, 91 yep. on. So your little green one is a two cylinder. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The little green, um, 72. Yeah. Yeah. That one's pretty. Very cool looking. Um, and why, why trucks? Why not vans? Why not cars? What, what is going on? I think the trucks are just cute looking. They are, but so are the vans. The vans are awesome. They're pretty rad. They're so cool with a little like, uh, you know, Vista Cruiser windows and, uh, the utilitarian ridiculousness of them, like three row van. That's the size of a golf cart. The van is probably more useful and is probably what I would recommend if somebody actually was buying it based on logic. Yeah. For some reason about them, they, and I guess it gets to what, what is the round cap part is I think of them to me, they look like little cats. They have some kind of animal, cute, chubby kind of vibe. And, um, they remind me a lot of my cat who's a, this like fat, lazy cat. And, um, and it has this appeal that I have a hard time explaining. Okay. I so you said, so no AutoZam AZ1s or Beats or... Well, for my personal collection, I would like to have a Beat at some point. I've been waiting because it seems like beat, clean Beats are easier to find right now. Uh-huh. And so I've been trying to check off the hard-to-find stuff. Um, I don't know. That, Dr. Dre said that clean Beats are really difficult to find. <laughs> true. Yeah. And you don't want to beat off. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know where to go from this. <laughs> so with, with, uh, with, with the trucks... Um, Round cat racing. Yes. Is it a joke? Is there a, an end game here? Um, or, what, 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 what's the racing part it, about? It's a little bit of joke and it's a little bit about capturing the spirit of racing. I don't actually do any racing. These trucks don't do any racing. They're not well suited for racing. I've seen like Hayabusa swaps in these in Japan. There's a couple of people who do some pretty cool stuff with Hayabusa swaps. This is one dude who lives somewhere up in the mountains who drifts a Suzuki truck, I think, um, and has gotten some notoriety for having his like six year old kid film his drifting and then <laughs> getting caught by the police. Um, and, um, there are people using doing them for motorsport, but I've never been really into racing myself personally. I've never been like that competitive at, at driving. Um, but I do love being at the racetrack. I love the, like the energy in the pits. I yeah. love the, like the spirit of, competition and challenge 
I love the design aesthetic of race cars as well. I like the really purposeful design. I like the like screwing stuff on here and there to make stuff work. Um, and I, and so, so that's like part of the inspiration for the name. And the other part is sort of the dual, the duality of cats, you know, a cat is both like a lazy, sleepy animal, but it's also terrassing around the house. Uh-huh. You know, it's, it's, it's a, both a sharp and a soft animal, mm. you know, sort of simultaneously. Mm. Yeah. And so I like the idea of like the round cat is not a race vehicle, but you know, we have that sort of duality. Right. How often does people, do people ask you about racing? And this, this truck. Um, because, periodically. Yeah, yeah. Do they have a K-Truck racing series? I don't know, but they I would a, love to have a K-Truck racing series here in the United States. That'd be awesome. They have a pizza scooter racing series. I saw that. I saw that as well. Japan. It looked pretty cool. I've been oh, trying to get somebody to let me take it around Laguna Seca on one of their track days without actually oh, yeah. sign up for the track day. Because yeah. it's too slow to be out there with the other cars. I was going to say it would take the whole day. To, make, to get around it, to make it up, up the hill. hill man. I think a parade lap is more your yeah, speed. Yeah, I need a parade lap. Yeah. I want to get a photo coming down the corkscrew. We can do yeah, that. Yeah. We can help with that at All Sonoma right. for sure. Because, uh, you know, for Radwood at Sonoma, when we do it with Sonoma Speed Festival and with the Lemons guys, wherever they are, any of those tracks, we can get you access so you can do a parade lap. So at least you can take it out on the track, but it's not going to be at race pace. Or maybe it would be for your truck. It would actually. be for my truck. Maybe out. with um, Ace's company at... Uh, Laguna. Oh, right. Yeah. Exclusive track days, I think. Yeah, yeah. So we were talking to uh, a guy about potentially doing like an 80s and 90s uh, kind of centric track day. That'd be super um, fun. And I'm, yeah, we could definitely do that. I think if we can get a, a whole crew of you guys out and give you a full like... You know, no, you just need to get a bunch of people to drive Clark's cars. We could probably do that too. Yeah. Yes. That that would work too. And Moto Compost. 11 vans. And Moto Compost. Like seven. I don't know, how many do you have that <laughs> I think, I think- are not... Open I, box I have or three whatever. that I drive that are not okay. drivable. Three, three, three. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Cool. So background, I mean, that's what you're into right now. Yeah. Like, what, what's your history with cars? Have you always been around them? Um, I, I have for a while. Yeah. Um, when I was, um, 15, I bought my first car, which was a 1955 Ford custom line. At the time I was super into mid-century design, super into fifties cars and, um, was looking for like a big sedan. You know, I, I didn't really want a sports car time. I wanted something I could put all my friends in and I wanted to go to the beach and I wanted to, you know, just drive around. And so I found this, this great old Ford that was in mediocre cosmetic shape, but pretty, pretty decent mechanical shape. And, um, it was my daily driver all through high school. And through, where did you grow up? I grew up in Vermont. Okay. And s- Southeastern Vermont. Yeah. So it was my daily driver when it wasn't snowing. I, I always put it back in the garage for the winter and rode the school bus like all through high school, mm-hmm. even, you know. And that's probably how it survived, right? And it always worked. It always worked. I never. Just a straight six. Straight six, three speed on the column. Yep. Oh, cool. Um, I've never driven a car with uh, you haven't? Uh, sh- column shift. It's my favorite yeah. kind of shifting. It's cool, dude. Yeah. It's easy. I mean, yeah. super easy. Yeah. So you go one down. You go, you up. go towards you down. Yep. Yeah. And then you go up. And and away and then down and away. Yep. Oh, okay. And so second second is up. Top. And they're all three speeds. Yeah. So I mean, it's like there's no. You it's, can't miss it's it. Super three, basic. Yeah. Three on the tree, right? Yep. yep. I want to try it. Well, come yours was a four door, right? Mine was a. Four oh, do you door. still have it? I still have it. It's well, in my dad's cool. garage. Oh, how cool is that? Um, wow. What color? Yeah. So wait, what do they look like? Let me see. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I had never heard of this car before. Custom liner. Custom line. Yours is a four door. Yeah. yeah. Mine was like the dark royal blue. I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they're yeah pretty, so it's yeah. like a 55 Chevy, but it's a Ford. Yeah, it had a little less, like, ornamentation than the Chevys, I think. Yeah. 
Um, it had uh, round, these like really nice round, like jet styled. It's good looking. Yeah, it has the cool. It's cool how the um, the taillights actually translate into the body. Yeah, body line. What is a custom liner? Yep. <laughs> that's yeah, that's yeah. called right. Is it? Custom line. No, oh, no line. No, no, no liner. No liner. That's cool. What color is yours? Uh, dark, dark royal, like a dark blue, dark gotcha. navy. I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crazy. So it still survives. I'm it amazed. survives. You know what that, this that reminds didn't... me of? We were just talking about Japanese cars. It reminds me of a Toyopet, the first Toyopet crowns. Like the the front end has got like the really pronounced like little headlights that stick out. Have, are you familiar with them? I, know, I don't remember. No one knows what you're talking about. It's like right early now. Toyota, right? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they copied this exact car. Actually, they uh, probably did. If you're, yeah, yeah. they shrunk it down to half size. Yeah, yeah. So you were in a mid-century modern and obviously American uh, design aesthetics and yes. stuff, um, and you were in high school. So, yeah, what what got you to owning this opposite end of the spectrum and focusing on Japanese? Well, I worked in high school at this organic farm in my town in the summers as a summer job. And the, the farmer had these, like a series of old F-150s as farm trucks. And then um, I went away, I left home, and I came back to visit my parents at one point, and he'd swap them out for K-trucks. And I'd never seen these before. And oh, I, whoa. And I was like hooked kind of instantly. But yeah. I never actually got to drive one because I didn't work at the farm anymore. And I was a little too nervous to like just be like, hey, do you mind if I <laughs> drive your farm truck? Yeah. Um. And so I, I searched online and at the time I was in, I was like in college and didn't have any money and spending four or $5,000 on a K truck seemed unreasonable to me. Um, and so I kind of put it out of my mind and, but every few years I'd search again and see if there's anything local. And, um, sort of in this time sort of developed a fondness for all things Honda. I had a CRX that I bought, I think right after college maybe. And, um, a series of Honda motorcycles. Um, and then when I moved out West and I had some disposable income and I was in Japan trying to buy a Moto Compo, uh, the guy selling me the Moto Compo asked if I wanted him to put a truck in the shipping container. It's sort of like as a casual thing when I was sort of casually <laughs> mentioning, I liked it. <laughs> nice. And, um, I was like, sure. So, um, ended up with a, with a truck and, was really surprised how drivable it was, how much I liked it, how much of the same sort of feel it had as my old Ford. It had really, the the, the 80s Hondas have thin steering wheels. They have hard plastic everywhere. Um, It has metal doors with a, like a little fiberboard door card. Mm -hmm. It feels like a vintage car and it has sort of the best parts of the 80s design aesthetic that I like, but it also has a lot of the same 50s stuff that I like, like chrome door handles and, like metal everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it, it isn't in some ways it's not that different. The, like the design roots uh, aesthetically are different, but the core is, is very similar. Right. Um, and then you have a design design background um, and you obviously appreciate the Japanese aesthetic now. Yes. Um, did you, so you obviously you got into it before you had been to Japan, but then You've spent a lot of time in there since. Yeah. In fact, you're going there on Saturday, right? You said. Yeah, I'm flying out for some, some yeah. work trip. Yeah. So I was about to ask that. So that first trip was that to seek out the the truck, or were you, or was that work related? And you just you're like, well, I'm here, might as well just seek out the, or the motor compo, I guess. Well, the first trip was um my my current business partner Stephen lived in Japan for six or seven years. Um, and this was a this was I don't know four or five years ago now. Um he was getting ready to move back to the States and I was like, Hey Clark, you've never visited Japan. You're really into 
you know, Japanese design, come visit me before I leave. So I was visiting him and, um, I, I was like, I'm in Japan. I better get a Moto Compo. I've always wanted a Moto Compo. And, um, and so it was sort of a, the Moto Compo was a side, like a side tangent to my just sort of experiencing Japan for the first time trip. And I really sort of fell in love with the experience and sort of started coming back every four to six months. And now every, I don't know. Dude, you're there all the time. Yeah. This has been my fifth trip this year. Yeah. Nice. And so was this a uh, GooNet or uh, yahoo.co.jp? How are you, uh, how, how did you uh, initially, how did you find that first Moto Compo? This first one was, um, up garage. Yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at all of them. Um, uh, it was Yahoo auctions. Um, I got it from a private seller down in Southern Japan, um, who had like six pictures listed and it looked pretty clean in the pictures. And, um, one of my buddies is, um, a, uh, Japanese dentist who's super into cars and helped me out and was like doing all the searching. And we had it shipped up to, um, this dude who put it in the container who had as a, a motorcycle shop that I was buying the Moto Compo from. And, um, it showed up at the shop and it had a, the clutch barely worked and, but he said it's in really good condition otherwise. So I had a clutch put in in Japan. And, um, what does that cost? I think it was like 500 bucks. Oh, so, wow. That's a lot. That's a, that's for, yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say like 40 bucks or yeah, something. Yeah. Little tiny thing. So what is the displacement on that? I, I don't know anything about the motorcycles themselves. The Moto Compo? Yeah. Um, the Moto Compo is 50 cc two stroke. Okay. Um, it doesn't go very fast. It's super loud and super vibrating and not really practical at all. It's an automatic too, right? It is. Yeah. I, it feels like it's a single ratio with a centrifugal clutch. Huh. I'm not sure if it has a, like a variator or any multiple gear. Yeah, it's like a go-kart. And not yeah. the most comfortable. No. Either. I mean, it's a it, box. So it's, it's really only good for either running around Santa Cruz West Side or like running around the pits at the racetrack. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't really want to go anywhere with it. Campground. Maybe. And they look really cool. They do. They do look yeah. cool. Dude, just the logo alone is so rad. So. It is. Yeah, Lane designed yeah. Um, a Radwood sticker like inspired by the Moto Compo um, like font. I'll have to see if you squirrel away anywhere. I can yeah, stick yeah, on yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen one of those in a little while. I think we sold out. Uh, I don't know. So yeah. Where they, to, they did pretty well. Where does the, uh, or where do the S600s come in? Cause you have two or do you have a, a six and an eight? I have a six and an eight. Okay. Yeah. Cause that, those are both like one of my favorite or two of my favorite cars, I should say. Um, and when I found out you had them, I was pretty excited. And you Wait, I, them. So I didn't, yeah, I didn't know you had a, I just knew you had the 800. I have a 600 in Tokyo and an oh, 800 okay. here in Santa Cruz. And you gotcha. brought the yeah, you brought the 800 to one of our cars and coffees or a couple I did, times. Yeah. A couple, yeah. yeah. Um, so that thing's so clean were? too. It is. Yeah. That one was um, uh, an export model that ended up in Australia for most of its life and was restored to like concourse level in maybe the late 80s or early 90s in Australia, and then not driven very much since. Yeah, um, it's so pretty. It's like. It's weird because it's bright yellow, but it's the perfect hue of yellow where it's not, it's not like offensive or, I don't, I don't know, it's not very shouty, but it is bright. So buttery it's, maybe. Yeah, it's a great, great yeah. color. Um, and that, so that's not, those aren't chain driven, right? So the 800? The 800, there were a few at the beginning of the 800 that were chain driven. Mine is not. Mine's a mid, mid production car. Gotcha. Um, I ended up with the 800 because I, um, it's another car that I've always wanted. And once I realized that I could import cars and it's, it's not that difficult just to pain in the ass. There's no, there's no real problems to importing. It's just, do you, you have to fill out a bazillion forms and you have to have a P 
people who can help you out in Japan. But um, so when I did the truck, I was like, well, now I can do anything. Let me get an 800. Yeah. Um, so I I casually told my friend Kozaburo, you know, I'd like to get an 800 at some point. You know, let me know if you find anything. And I, I really didn't expect him to find anything. And like six months later, he called me up and he's like, I found you the right car. Um, he's like, you need to buy this car. Huh. And he, um, he, I, I told him that I was interested and he took the Shinkansen out to where it was and checked it out and test drove it for me and sent me a bunch of photos and I wired him some money and had it shipped over here. Wow. That's been pretty cool. So you didn't even drive it before it showed up. Actually I did. Um, I, I wanted to get it here for car week. Uh-huh. Um, but I wanted to drive it in Japan first. So I flew out for like a f- four or five day car driving trip and Kozabar and I drove all around. We drove, we, um, we took that's, the car down to Kamakura and that's awesome. we, uh, ah, that's one of my favorite places. I, love I drove along the beach. Yeah. So rad. It's like a, it's kind of like a Japanese Santa Cruz in a way. It's like yeah. this little tiny town south of Tokyo, but immediately outside of town, it's all these massive bamboo forests and all these really awesome temples. And like, it's such a beautiful place. Like, that's one of the places in the world that I feel like I should have a second home at some point in my life. But, you know, with Airbnb and stuff, I talked about it with my wife like five years ago when we had a little dough and we're like, you know what? Realistically, we can just rent something when we go out. <laughs> like there's no reason to park our money here, yeah. but it's, it's such a beautiful place and great driving roads just right, right up the hills there. Up yeah. Behind it. Yeah. We, we went out of town and drove around on some, we, we went down to uh, the Hakone turnpike and drove up that and around some of the small towns around there. And nice. it was definitely worth the, uh, the hassle and the expense of that trip just to be able to experience the car on those roads. And yeah, that sounds great in that context. So what's the, what's the driving experience like? I mean, obviously it's a very, very high revving 800 CC dual overhead cam motor. Um, uh, the 800 is what red line, like at 89, 8,800 or I think something. It's a little less than that. A little less, it's a little yeah. less than the 600. Yeah, um, the 600s are well, like 9,500, right? Or something like that. I actually can't remember. Yeah. But they're um, higher. Yeah. Higher. I have running. a picture of your tax somewhere on my, on the Instagram feed. Oh, okay. But, uh, well, you can track it down. Um, yeah. go, you can't go that far back. It would take so, forever. I just want to want Google S800 cluster yeah. gauge cluster. But, uh, but I mean, not a lot of power out of the box. Not so, much, not much power. But also not RPM. a very heavy car. The um the eight hundred feels surprisingly well balanced power wise for the size of the car. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not a powerful car or a torquey car by any means, but it it feels sort of appropriate. Um, the car is small and light, and and the the steering wheel is like ultra thin, and the the response of the throttle is super responsive, and it feels um really well sorted out. Um, mm. It doesn't it doesn't feel like something that you'll get in trouble with by, you know, over, over throttle. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't feel like you're not having enough power to experience, you know, the, the sports car nature of it. Um, the yeah. 600 is a little underpowered, I think. Mm. Um, I would recommend the 800 for, if you only wanted one, and I think right. I'll probably end up selling the 600 mm. at some point. Mm-hmm. So like years ago, I was on an autocross forum and I found out that a guy that uh, was autocrossing locally here uh, had one back in the late 60s and he had, um, I'm, I'm spacing right now, the, the, it was, the, what's that, the Japanese exhaust manufacturer, it's a really big one. Uh, it's one of the big ones, whatever. Um, but the guy who founded that company was a really well-known motorcycle tuner. And so he tuned his car, an S600, 
uh, just with carburetors and got it to like 98 horsepower, uh, and out of 600 cc's, you know, back in the late sixties. And like, he used to dominate an autocross in that thing. And like, imagine that'd be amazing. Um, yeah. yeah. And it was, and it was a hard top, you know, it was okay. not the, not the roadster. Um, and I ended up like, you know, when, uh, the conversation left the forum, you know, and we ended up talking for a while. I was like so excited about that. Like this, just to learn this guy was racing this thing back in the day. And, um, and is it Yoshimura exhausts? Maybe it was it's one of them. I think yeah. it was Yoshimura. Yeah. Those hardtops are really cool too. There was one at the Peterson. Oh, right. When the we were one. there. Yeah. 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 Funky. yeah. Yeah, they're, they're cool. interesting. Yeah, it's kind of a strange design. It's a strange design. Like they stuck, doesn't do anything for me, but they definitely stuck the hardtop on after yeah. they mm-hmm. styled the convertible. Right. Convertible is really pure. Probably rarer the hardtops. I don't know the production numbers. I think maybe a little. I was going to ask you how rare those cars are in general because obviously we never got them or see them here, but uh, I can't imagine they're very common in Japan either. They're not super common. They rust pretty easily, oh, yeah. so a lot of them just disintegrated. Right. Um, I think I'd have to look it up to be sure, but I think they did 10,600s and 10,800s. Okay. But that was um, a long time ago and yeah, rust and damage. Rust and, and also the, the components, it, it didn't seem like they stocked up on parts very well. Like no. I remember looking at this years ago, like everything is super expensive, like to, for, to replace anything really, right? Yeah. It's and, like Ferrari parts cost yeah. for a, a Honda. And every, and very, very few people work on them. I mean, that motor is like a Swiss watch, right? I mean, it's roller bearing crank. Uh, it is all gear driven, right? There are no belts. Uh, is it, there is a, the there's a cam, yeah, cam chain. Does it have a cam chain? Yeah. Uh, four individual carbs, right? Yep. So it's, uh, and then dual overhead cam for that era and super yep. high revving. It's like, it's complex little motor. Yeah. And it has a pretty short rebuild cycle. It has a motorcycle rebuild cycle. Oh, wow. Um, so it's not something that, you know, you can just drive like you expect to drive a normal Honda. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. What is a motorcycle rebuild cycle? I think it's like 25,000 miles. Oh, shit. Really? Miles. Oh, right. damn. That's uh, crazy because like every drive, you're like counting the the life is just like, oh, man, that's I, hard. I, I don't drive it as much as I would like to because that's part I, of it. Just maintaining it is I, I don't want to use it up. Yeah. So yeah. I'm trying, to, trying to let it last for a while. Yeah. Have you had any uh, big repairs on either of those cars you've had to deal with? Yeah. The, um, the 800 had a noisy differential when I bought it and they're kind of known for noisy differentials. And I was warned that the differential by the, by the seller that could use a rebuild. And, um, yeah, I had some, some drama finding parts for that and I got one rebuilt and then had an issue with the rebuilt one. And then, Found another one, and there's a guy in France who who parts out these cars, and um, I, he sent me a, a like he's like I don't know if it works, but you know it, the price reflects that, and, and it worked perfectly. And oh, so cool! I swapped that one in, and um, that was a it was off the road for a while because so wh- of that. What is an I don't know if it works differential cost for that car? Uh, Eight hundred bucks plus shipping from France. Not cheap. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, but not common either. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, a, that's the whole thing, right? Like two people in the world that have them. Yeah, there's a guy in Germany who reproduces a bunch of parts. Wow. So most of the most of the parts you can get from him. Um, wow, that's cool. Which has been really a great resource for the community. That's huge. Oh. Yeah, um, I imagine that you guys have to stick together pretty tight to make these cars go, you know? Yeah, it was, it's been fun. Um, everywhere I take it to a show, you'll find somebody who like knows somebody who knows somebody who has one or yeah you know somebody has one and but it's not it's not common enough that you know a lot of people come up and have never seen it before but there's there are enough out there that there's a little community and it's very cool there's three or four in the bay area so speaking of which i mean what was the reaction at car week because it sounds like you did make it right i did yeah. yeah um i took it i showed it at the quail um 
which is really fun. Um, Interesting. Cool. Yeah, it was a uh, it was fun to bring a Japanese car to a, a largely European car event. It was really well received. Um, it was fun to just have a special car to drive around during car week. Um, yeah. It's a spectacle. Yeah. So it's fun to participate in the spectacle For sure. as a participant. And use the shoulders when you want to get around traffic, maybe? No, maybe. <laughs> it's a tiny. Yeah, golf cart paths. <laughs> yeah, yeah, serious. Um, so this bring, kind of brings us back to Roundcat and what you're up to. What I, I what am I up to? Yeah, like the the Acti truck went to the quail. I took an Acti truck to the quail this year. Yeah, you've uh, you've kind of cornered the market on rooftop tents on Actis and and K trucks. Yeah, so so Roundcat kind of first was we first developed it as a as a container for my hobby because um, I have this design studio that does consulting work, um, and we sort of experimented at first by trying to tie the trucks a little bit into the studio identity. But it muddied what we were actually up to because the the studio we're doing like real design consulting and, it's and everything like yeah, yeah. um and uh so we wanted to to make it quite clear that the trucks were its own thing yeah. and so we started tinkering with the idea of putting together a you know a separate identity for this project and um and then as we were doing it we got so much really positive response for just the idea of bringing K trucks into the classic car community and, um, bringing people who aren't normally part of the classic car community. I think really similar to what you guys do with eighties and nineties cars, you know, the trucks bring this demographic that might not otherwise own a car or want to own a car, especially an older car. Mm -hmm. Um, so we saw an opportunity to create a, um, uh, a brand, a program, I don't know what, what we call it, but a, um, a way to bring, Japanese culture, um, Santa Cruz culture, small trucks, adventures that don't require a lot of money, you know, yeah. but, um, sort of a, a lot of sense of occasion, a lot of sense on. of occasion. Yeah. yeah. Dude, um, I'm like thinking cake, like K car rally right now. And like, <laughs> especially with the little four by four trucks, like doing like these, just even fire roads around here for a day. Like it's so fun. Like really just barbecue fun. up there and then come down or something Totally camping trips. Yeah. We're, we're trying to support basically that kind of thing happening. We're yeah. trying to encourage other people to buy trucks. I'm not in the truck selling business. I'm terrible at selling vehicles. Yeah. Um, but I'm encouraging other people to sell vehicles and, and, and if I buy one, um, and we're, we're trying to support the community as, you know, more people are getting trucks and by bringing in some Japanese parts, um, by designing some of our own parts for stuff that we want that, that isn't made. Um, we're, um, very recently just, uh, partnered with KTC tools in Japan to bring, um, it's kind of like the craftsman of Japan. Yeah, I think, or is it higher? They, they do two lines. They do a snap on level oh, line yeah. and a craftsman level line okay. to bring the snap on level line into santa cruz so we're going to be putting together some sort of honda specific or you know like kits. japanese car toolkits awesome um, that's cool which i'm pretty excited about um yeah. i got the first set of tools actually this afternoon in the oh, mail sweet. um so i'm so very you, pleased you, about that you said you design your own parts like what are those parts um we put together a uh, recently um a rack system for holding a rooftop tent um the rooftop tent thing is something I'd never seen before I came to Santa Cruz. And then you see it like every, yeah. on every yeah, third yeah. car around Santa Cruz. So, um, 
we teamed up with the auto home um, distributor for North America, uh, who is in Santa Cruz, mm-hmm. and um, and put an auto home tent onto the top of the truck and brought it out to uh, the Overland Expo this spring in Arizona. Looked and I, really cool, by the way. It was really fun. Yeah. I camped in it at the expo. Um, it was 28 degrees. Uh-huh. It was it was a really crazy experience. I had been camping in years, and it was a really fun way to like jump into camping. And, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. That's really cool. Um, so that's a, that's, that's something we're working on. Um, we're working on a, a cloth, uh, tool roll to hold the tools. Um, oh, nice. so you can have a nice little pouch. Very bespoke of you. Yes. I like it. Um, and then, uh, and we're, we're working on, um, bringing in some Japanese rack systems, um, that are designed for K trucks and are sold in Japan to be, to bring them into the United States. Um, we about a month ago we got our first rack from from our partner Hard Cargo, mm-hmm. and um, are excited to to nice. be sort of providing a like a source of aftermarket parts and you know, to this to this sort of growing community. And then you've used the trucks as like promotion for other companies, right? Like yeah. Autodroma. Yeah, we and, did. Uh, yeah, um, I'm I'm good friends with with Bradley of Autodromo, and um, he came out to Car Week. He usually comes out to Car Week. A couple years ago, when he was out at Car Week, he um, <laughs> he took one of our trucks and stickered it up to match the Ford GT um, that had just been released, the new GT. <laughs> nice. Um, he was doing. He he does a watch, a GT owner's watch, um, uh, as, with Ford, and so we did a little party and had the k truck that was red with the white stripe and the gt that was red with the white stripe and uh, they're like what is the connection here and then you have the one with the um with the like buckets of ice for beers and stuff in the back which is really cool yeah we did a yeah sort of a a charcuterie truck yeah (laughs) Uh, we made a wooden uh, a wooden tabletop that fits into the bed that holds a couple buckets of ice and and um we sent one to New York, uh, for a, uh, one wheel. Um, they were doing a product launch for their newer product called the pint. And, um, it's a smaller, um, urban sort of style, like city version of the, the one wheel, which has was marketed before as more of an like, action sport thing. So mm. a little urban utility delivery vehicle was sort of a fun yeah. prop for the, no, it works so well. And like, the aesthetic of like today, right? With, with all the exposed, you know, reclaimed lumber and stuff like that. And having this little truck as a, as like a beer cart or whatever is a really cool look too. Yeah. It's kind of a, a like a, a, we're trying to bring some like fun and sort of charmingness and, yeah. and, and not be really serious. Yeah. Um, it makes everybody smile for sure. And, and everyone remembers it. That's the most important thing, right? Like you want that sort of, retention right or like when people to, to talk about it after the fact and like you know it, it's definitely a, a, a talking piece i was thinking almost like as you become more vertically integrated whether it be with our dwa morning motors here or with radwood it's like the perfect vehicle to have to sell something like that off of like whether it be our own beer or food or whatever because totally. it's like it's so inexpensive and it's so compact it's like really easy to like get around in but at the same time very utilitarian with the space and everything and yeah. and then you get the engagement from the people people are excited to see it like it's becomes like this like centerpiece right like it's definitely a great marketing tool for sure i can see that yeah it's been um it's been really fun to also see the 
the wide variety of people who are excited about it. Um, oh, right. So, I mean, four GT people, right? Yeah. <laughs> like um, yeah. It worked with, it worked with Autodromo. It works with, you know, it works with one wheel. Um, when I took it to, I took, um, the green 72 to the quail two years ago. Um, then that's really what it was that event that made me decide to start actively doing what is now round cat because, um, I had a bunch of people come up to me and thank me for bringing it. And I was really surprised by that because I thought I was, I thought people were going to think that it was, it was silly or it, it didn't belong there or that it wasn't part of serious. Like anno- annoying, right? Yeah. Like what is this like cheap truck doing at our fancy car show? Yeah. And, um, and we had, I had people like coming up and like shaking my hands saying, thank you for bringing this. This is really, this is really fun to see. I mean, there was this last quail on social media. That car was mentioned by journalists and just people in the world of, of cars that went to the show and saying like, here's my favorite cars from quail. And if it was top five or whatever, your truck was one of them. So it just goes to show it, it definitely, you know, struck a chord. It's great. So what's, what's the future hold? What are we, uh, what are we going to do? We're going to have uh, the future holds. I think a bunch of really fun events. Yep. Um, <laughs> I think that, um, I mean, I would, I would love to get together and do some rallies or do some, I think, I think the scale of the truck doesn't lend itself to doing long, long, normal, stuff, yeah. like thousand mile rallies. But I think that it would be a lot of fun to do a K specific rally. Yeah. Um, that was, that was, you know, shorter and or shorter Sounds hops awesome. or whatever, shorter yeah. speed. Uh, uh, my mind um, is already yeah racing. Um, and we didn't mention on this podcast, we said on Thursday, but you, your studio is just a few blocks from where we are right now. Yeah. The, the Wrigley building and you had your space was here yes. before. So you're kind of local on the West side. Morning motors, evening engines. Yeah, we'd, we'd love to have. We, yeah, we we're, we we just took on. I guess maybe six months ago, a big ground floor space. We put in a lift. You know, our, our design studio is on one side. The uh, the truck side is on the other side. Industrial. And, yeah, <laughs> and we're, we're encouraging people to you know come by and make it a make it a space where you know if if somebody has a, a truck or a japanese car really really any kind of project that to have it a space where we can collaborate and and build a community of of non-traditional sort of motorsport yeah, people yeah. Mm-hmm. so are you are you learning how to wrench on these things yourself now or do you have someone at the shop who's doing that i've done most of I've done all the work on the trucks myself so far. Um, How is it to work on them? Like access okay? I mean, access seems, is because you're saying it's like mid engine underneath the bed. Like, yeah. How, how does that work? There's a hatch on the bed that basically, I don't know, it's maybe two and a half feet square. And um, so, for example, I had to do some carburetor work on one of them. There was a one of the emissions control valves was sticking. So it's but to get to it, you had to take the carburetor off because it was on the bottom of the carburetor and there was a plastic cover over the valve and you could only get the plastic cover off if the carburetor was off. So to get the carburetor off, I had to basically unbolt everything from the top and then crawl underneath and pull everything off from the bottom. So it's kind of a upside down and, you know, from, from both directions job, mm-hmm. but yeah, it wasn't yeah. hard. It I'm was, trying to imagine how the, is the engine flat? Is it like uh like on its side? It is. It's, it's sort of like a CB engine. So it's slant. a slant. It's a slant. Um, you know, maybe, not 45 somewhere maybe like 65 70 mm. degrees slant mm. um the the exhaust um drops down to the front the uh, carburetor uh and the intake manifold come in from the back oh, okay so um, that's where you have the, yeah, access yeah, from the top there the, the carburetor is on top of the engine um on top of the, the sort of the the crankcase and transmission the intake is 
on the back of the truck. The air yeah. filters on the very back. So it wasn't hard. It was just like a lot of little steps. Yeah, it took, I don't know, it, it probably took me an hour to pull off the carburetor. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of that was figuring out what I had to unbolt. If I had to do it again, I could probably pull it off in 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. But like, I did, I did remove some stuff and like use masking tape to f- mark where all the vacuum lines went and yeah. like annoying little stuff, but nothing was hard. So yeah. like a timing belt, is that something you would do off the side? I guess you yeah. pull like the fender liner out or something, or is there even, there isn't even a fender liner. <laughs> it's just right there. Yep. Yeah. And the, the cool thing about it is they're tall enough that you can slide underneath and do a lot of stuff without even putting on a jack stands. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, the lift is nice to have now, but I did the carburetor thing in my garage cause it, it was having trouble up at my house and I didn't want to drive it back down the hill. And these, you said they're air cooled up to a point and then they're liquid cooled. Yeah. Air cooled up to, I actually, some late seventies, early eighties. I don't know what the actual yeah, cutoff yeah. was, but, um, most of my trucks are from the eighties and, and so they're 550 CC liquid cooled. And then, uh, carbureted always? It carbureted up until I think 93. Do you have anything that new? You know, I don't know. Okay. Do you want to get into that? Actually, or? my new six wheel truck oh. is a 94, 95. So that should be fuel injected. Six wheel truck. And these are all naturally aspirated, right? Yes. Heelandtoeapparel.com forward slash DWA. Check it out. They've got some really, really cool socks now by Stripe Design, the shift pattern. Uh, you, they also have really cool t-shirts, cozy sweaters, hats. Uh, go to that link. You get 20% off your purchase. And on the rally, what about those shirts, uh, Brian? I mean, do we even need to talk about it anymore, how soft these things are? We love them. I mean, you know, we really upped our game a few times ago when we, uh, we got heel and toe on board and, and all the rally participants love it. They're pretty damn nice. And, uh, everyone got the socks too, the stripe design socks, uh, which are always great to have on the rally. But yeah, those shirts, cozy as ice. I actually wanted to sleep in it on a nightly basis like you, but, um, I want to shower and I don't like wearing the same shirts. So, ah, bah. Heel and toe, you don't even need to shower. <laughs> Again, that's heel and toe forward slash DBA. So 50, 40 horsepower? The new ones, I think, are in the 50 horsepower range. The 80s stuff is like 38 horsepower. And how much do they weigh? Somewhere around 1,500 pounds-ish. So they're so minimal. I mean, interior-wise and just nothing to them. Drum brakes? Disc brakes? Um, Both. Both, so front, front disc, rear drum, or a little bit of both. Yeah, a little bit of both, depending yeah. on which, which year. Left, left yeah. side which is drum, right side is Well, disc. sometimes a front <laughs> corner, you know, cause it's, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You want to lock it up a little more, maybe? Exactly. Rotation. More weight. Yeah. Get around those uh, concrete mines. You know? That's right. That's right. <laughs> is that too much of an inside joke? Have we talked about concrete yeah, mines? Yeah, that's way too inside. <laughs> that's what's so inside, man. <laughs> I think we brought it up once, but that's yeah. super rad, man. We should all drive them. We have, have we, have you guys driven one mm-hmm. yet? I've, I've never driven a, a truck. I've only driven that Vamos I mentioned. And it was an automatic, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. I've never yeah. driven any. You should come yeah. by and we'll do a little drive. <laughs> we can all do a parade. Oh, that'd be yeah, awesome. Yeah. I've driven, um, a uh, Honda, Honda Beat. Honda Beat is interesting. Uh, no, the Beat is fun. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting. So speaking of drives, I saw a recent article in Automobile Magazine. Yes. What's this all about? Um, the, the gentleman who wrote the article is a Tokyo based journalist, Ken. Um, and I got, I've gotten to know him through the, the Tokyo car scene. Japanese guy? Uh, no, um, New Zealand. Oh, um, Island, Island guy. Um, and 
when I guess two years ago, he was coming to California. For, I heard he was coming to California for car week. And I was like, hey, do you want to try driving a K truck in the United States and, and lent him a truck? And um, he had a great time driving it. And um, so this year I said, you want to do it again? And um, he I really like his work because um, he takes a point of view that's slightly non-traditional. He 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 really enjoys vehicles that are quirky or a little bit unusual. So he covers the Tokyo car scene and the Tokyo supercar scene with sort of a, like a lighthearted, um, point of view. Snickering at them. No, not, not snickering, but like, like a real appreciation for the unusual. Mm -hmm. Um, and not sort of just because it's flash, you know, because, because of the work people put into it because of the, the differences in, in style. Right. Um, and he has a really thoughtful approach. Hmm. So I thought it'd be, um, It'd be fun to see what he thought about the the K trucks because it, he wouldn't just dismiss them because they were strange. Or, sure, yeah, it sounds like he's the perfect guy for it. I really. think so. Yeah, cool. Have you have you received a lot of uh, um, good input from that article? I haven't read it yet. I've received I've received a little bit of input. Yeah, okay. um, it hasn't been people haven't been knocking down the doors. Okay, um, but. You know, my friends and family are like, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> cool. the article. I didn't see it. So it, it talks about you and round cat racing. And yeah, and, and the cool. trucks. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, some cool photos. Definitely some nice photos up the coast and stuff. Yeah. He, um, he went out with some, with some fun exotic cars and, you know, drove the truck around. Yeah. That's very cool. Um, so let's get, let's get a van. Let's get a little camping while awesome van. What do you think? A mini van again. Minivan, they're super cool. I'd be down I like wanna, uh, who has one? Lay down in it. Well, what's know. his name from Grid Life had one, Sean. Oh, right. Oh. And then Ryan Eversley has one. Yeah, he has that Marble Marble yeah, Marl Marl one. Livery. That one is pretty cool. Yeah, like that one's pretty on that. cool. Very cool. Yeah, I've seen them pop up here and there, um, but I don't know anything about them. I, I'd recommend them. Yeah, yeah. I I, I recommend to anybody who um. He's kind of into the idea of having a classic car, but doesn't necessarily want the hassle of a classic car. Now, let me ask you this. Did they ever make left-hand drive versions of these cars? Rumors that they did. I oh. haven't ever seen one. Okay. Um, what's kind of interesting on the, on the 70s trucks is the, um, the sheet metal on the, on the, the face has, um, has these molded in detents for where the, uh, the windshield wiper motors are attached. And there's, um, there's one on the left side as well as if you could swap the windshield yeah. wipers for the other side. Like you would just drill that out and then yeah. have a spot for it. Huh? But I've never seen one that actually was on that side. Yeah. I think when we were looking at them, we asked, we're like, what's up with this? And yeah. Yeah. yeah the, uh, the thing you mentioned earlier about these things getting exported to Africa and South America. Um, I've seen a documentary of, of there's a, a, basically an importer slash distributor for Japanese <coughs> trucks in Peru. And those all have to be converted to left-hand drive. Oh, interesting. Um, so in Peru, they don't allow right-hand drive cars. So the weird thing is that a lot of times they actually leave the the steering wheel and all the dashboard and shit on the right side. They just put another one. They just put. They just add a, a steering wheel and a column on the other side. And they just. Well, that'd be funny if it linked into the other column. Like if it was. Oh just like yeah, it just had that. a. A rod that goes to hilarious. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that's how they do it. I forget how it was, but right. I remember, yeah, like they, they keep the dash almost, you know, like in, and, huh. and, uh, yeah. So I, I mean, the reason I bring that up though is that 
it seems like it's done a lot. We just need to hit up some Peruvian dudes, and uh, maybe we can convert our own. Huh? We can make our own uh, left-hand drive. I mean, I'm probably the only one that yeah. has an issue with it, and it's so ridiculous I mean, because they're the tiny. amount of time you're driving these cars. Well, also, like, like your like, concern is visibility, right? But yeah. this car is so narrow that you, it's like you can yeah, <laughs> yeah. see over. You can put yourself in the middle of the lane, and you're you're still in your lane. Right. Right, it's a totally different thing than a like a right-hand drive like, skyline. Or I remember driving or... that Jaguar um, D-type oh, right-hand yeah, yeah, drive, yeah. and it didn't it didn't feel like it was right-hand drive. Like it it could have been a center seater, right? It's it's pretty narrow the way you sit in it and yeah. everything. But then I remember I drove an R33 Skyline, and that felt kind of crazy being on the right-hand side. Like, were you on the other side of the road driving it, or was it here in the U.S.? Um, no, it was here in the U.S. Okay, but it just felt weird. Having that that distance, yeah. you know, on the wrong side, basically, you and know, driving a car. Glenn was on the rally in his right-hand drive Skyline, and uh, he was saying how weird it was to be on those really narrow oh, yeah. roads without guardrails, so like 1,000-foot drop. Oh, he's oh. looking down. He's, he's barging around <laughs> these turns, and he's on the right, you know, on the outside of the car with the G-forces pushing him over to the cliff, you know. It's a very weird thing to wrap your head around. I'm sure you get used to it, but... I uh I obviously I'm not sure. I'm not sold. Well, I, yeah. I the thing that I haven't ever gotten used to and I drive these things a lot yeah. is um the turn signals and the windshield wipers are switched. Yeah. And it's so really I'm constantly nice. I've actually I since I drive the right-hand drive now more than I drive left-hand drive whenever I jump in my girlfriend's car I'm always using the windshield wipers to try to turn signal. Oh, you need a BMW 2002, right? Yeah, my first oh, car those are or, opposite. Yeah, my first BMW 2002. Did you see how I changed that? Yeah, yeah. it's a controversial topic. Um, my first 2002 was like that. It, they had the um, yeah, they're switched and switches. Uh, but funny that you mentioned that. So I get in this Valmos, right? It was like my girlfriend at the time, her her dad's car. And, uh, I leave their driveway, uh, reverse is super, super weird. I thought you were going to say reverse cause uh, I still haven't gotten used to reversing in right-hand drive cars. It's very oh, awkward to me. Uh, but I get out of the driveway, um, first stop sign, it's a left-hand turn. I immediately turn on the windshield wipers and it's like, you know, like that's the first experience that like he, he has with me driving his freaking car after like, he's like, you know, questioning whether or not he should do this, you know, it's a good idea. Um, but yeah, it's, that, that is a weird thing. Um, you're so used to being, yeah, having those on one side, something you never think about. So, uh, Honda S2000. Yep. NSX. Yep. S600, S800. Yep. Bunch of trucks, bunch of scooters. Yep. What else have you owned that like kind of significant car or what's on your list that you'd like to acquire? The significant car to me that isn't actually a significant car, but it was in my life was this, the 91 CRX I had that I bought in 2000, somewhere between 2007, 2008. What spec? SI, but. No, in, this one had no interior and a six-point cage. And oh crap! The NASCAR-style door bars and no no driver's window. I, I I bought it from a friend of a friend who did pretty serious racing with it, and um, I bought it to be a daily driver, and Jeez. I didn't do any racing with it. Um, yeah, and How it was. Long did you drive it? Um, maybe three years. Whoa, wow. like that in Connect, living in. Connecticut. I thought you were gonna say three months. Me too. No, three live, days. Live, no, <laughs> and I was living in Connecticut at the time, and I drove it all winter. And I, no window. No window. Heater? Heater, yeah. Okay. Strong heater. And um, I was com- for, for a year, I was commuting once a week up to Rhode Island. Oh, my. So it was a, like a two-ish hour drive, and I'd put on... Exhaust? Like, probably just... 
race exhaust on it? Loud? It was loud. It wasn't rude, but it was loud. Yeah. So the K trucks are like luxurious. Yeah, I'm pretty used to. It, yeah. but it was it was great. It, it was um, it was really fun to drive. God, probably talk about it. Engine weigh anything? Giant yeah. killer. You could probably. What uh, was the suspension people. all dialed too? Because it was race car, bet. It, it well, when I got it, it was too dialed. It was it was like rock solid springs. It had I forget what it was like 1,200 pound springs on each Jeez. corner or something. And um, I promptly swapped it out to springs are half that, but it was still really stiff. Um, so I ruined the like well dialedness of it, but it was still pretty dialed. It was more yeah. usable, yeah. Yeah, buys That's race crazy. car, doesn't race. That's yeah. So I have a history of you know not <laughs> racing things. So did you have harnesses in there, or were they? Yeah, it had a single seat and a <laughs> oh harness. Oh my. <laughs> yeah. So you know, um, so this, the trucks have more seats than I'm yeah, used to. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. So. The only reason I prefer, oh, an 89 or an 88 CRX to a 90 or a 91, 90 and 91 is because the 9091s have the seat belts in the doors. You know how they're attached right, to the door right. and it's super annoying. I really, really hate that. Um, but you didn't have that issue because you probably didn't even have a door panel. So I did not have a door panel. <laughs> so no, it, the, so the if the it's door, a full on race car, it doesn't matter. The door was cut out. So the, you know, the cage bars could like go into the door, into the cavity of the door. Yeah. Dude. It's so crazy. But That's I, wild. I never got, I got pulled over maybe once in my life until that point. And then I got pulled over three times in the first week I owned it. That Whoa. was like my GTI. It also looked like a raging piece of shit. But, um, <laughs> it was loud, had no bumpers, no rear seat. Um, and I was out late a lot. You know, yeah. I, was, I was 20 or whatever, 19 and got pulled over all the time. Nothing would happen. It yeah, would be like, front license plate ticket or what are you doing? You know, keep kind of grill you for a minute and then let you go. But, um, same thing. I had like never gotten pulled over. And then it was, if I saw a cop, basically if I, if I drove past his pull over, yeah, it was like, Oh, he's going to turn around and sure enough, whoop, yep. turn around. Yep. What are that, you doing? What, what color was it? This? It was white. White. Oh, sweet. Those look good in white. Do you remember what wheels? I had some, um, some kind of like, uh, Volk replicas. It was oh, like the, a T37 looking thing or? Yeah. They were not, they were not real. They were, you know, some cheapy. Yeah. And so not, not a car that you took up in the mountains. You just commuted in it on highways. Well, I lived, I lived in, um, at the time I lived in Westport, Connecticut. And so I would ride around in the back roads around there. I would do my errands, but my folks live up in Vermont. So I'd go up to Vermont and, um, there's a, there's a period after I lived in Connecticut where I lived in Vermont and I drove it daily up on the, you know, small roads through there. And that was when I really had a good time with it. Nice. Uh, so what's on your list uh, that you are eager to try, to find, to acquire? Um, at some point, I would like to get a Beat. Yep. Um, I really enjoyed the the way they drive. Um, I base I just barely fit into them, so it's it's fine. Um, at some point, I'll need a car with four doors, probably, or maybe a car with four seats at least. What does your uh, wife drive? She's a Civic. Okay. Um, she's had so you have some rational car. Yeah. She's always had a rational four door okay. car. And it's been an important thing in our relationship that somebody has a <laughs> rational car. Yeah. You're going on a road trip. Let's say you got to drive to Santa Barbara. What are you jumping in? If I'm by myself, I'll probably take the S2000. Yeah. Um, if I'm with her, I will we'll take her Civic. Okay. Um, yeah, you should, she get something nice that you could take that trip in. LS yeah, four thirty. Like, like oh, I thought you were gonna go Honda Accord oh, V six. He's a Honda guy, you know. Toyota Crown twenty six Crown. I would love. I want one of those V twelve Crown. Oh, Crown. Crown. 
We that saw was... an amazing Dude. fucking crown. No, was, was it a crown? Yeah, in it? Detroit. No, it was a century. Century. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was so good. A very low mileage example. Totally stock. But, man, it just had a very awesome presence. Uh, that could have been best in show if there wasn't some other Radisson show, I should say. Um, so, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. It's got to be quirky. It's got to be right-hand drive. <laughs> I don't really, I'm pretty content right now with, with the cars I have. I think I've, I feel really fortunate to have put together a collection. Yeah. Yeah. So I think what you need to do, I mean, you have so many of the trucks that you should, uh, make a way for them to like, kind of like a transformer where you put them together and then it becomes a really big truck. Like, yeah. That's Brodozer. Yeah. (laughs) A a Brodozer. (laughs) How do you say Brodozer in Japanese? That's the real Brodozer. (laughs) Whoa, that's good. Yeah. That's exactly. That's it. So what uh, S two thousand? What color is that? Silver. Have you seen it? It's in the parking lot right now. Oh, maybe yeah, you saw it. Saw, yeah. What year? Um, two thousand seven. Oh, okay. So AP two. AP two. Yeah. Yeah. Any, any issues with that? No, I bought that when I moved to California. Um, how many miles roughly on it? it when I bought it, it had twenty nine thousand. Okay. And now so it's got maybe fifty five thousand. Okay, so still pretty low mileage. Yeah. I've been looking at those a lot and. Um, it's kind of amazing how much stuff the higher mileage ones have done to them. Like it seems like there's kind of a list of things you need to be proactive about and kind of take care of. Um, there's a few fewer things on the AP two. Okay. Um, and I haven't, I haven't had run into really, I haven't run into anything at all. I've just changed the fluids yeah. repeatedly, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and put tires on it. But other than that, it hasn't needed anything. Uh, yeah. It's nothing like crazy or a reason not to buy one, but, um, they're obviously really good little cars and hold their value and all that. So that's cool. It's really easy to drive as well. It's, um, they Honda nailed the ergonomics and the, that like, like the S 800, it's, it's very balanced. Um, mm-hmm. it's not the most powerful car, but it doesn't, I doesn't feel like it needs it to me. Yeah. Um, as a NSX owner, do you, what's your opinion of the new one? I really like the new one as a, um, like I would daily drive the new one um, if they gave it to me. Sure. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I've gone back and forth about selling my old NSX and some other stuff and trying to lease a new one, but it's never seemed worth it. Um, I really like how it drives as a sort of like a nice normal car. If it was going to be a sense of occasion car for me, like the only car, the special car, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think the driving dynamic feels sensification-y enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really impressed with the engineering they put into it and um, the uh, sort of the, the technical nature of the car, but it feels like a driving a fast version of Gen Civic. Oh, interesting. It, so we will be getting that car, by the way. Oh, cool. Uh, in the near future. So we'll We're gonna get a press we'll car. To, yeah, we'll all get to experience that thing. Nice. Finally. Oh. I was being bringing by Clarks and just like laugh at him. Yeah, you can don't poke me with it. <laughs> so much faster than mine. Check out my Civic. I mean, it's it's, a, it's an amazing car. I uh, Honda let me try driving at their test site in the Mojave, and so I got to drive it on their track and made whoa, myself that's nearly cool. vomit. It's, the thing is amazing. It is a, an amazing car, but you have to go really fast to feel the amazingness. Yeah, it's, it's it effortlessly goes incredibly fast that's right. what i've heard yeah i mean everyone says baby 918 right like it's like and it doesn't like make the greatest noises and stuff like it doesn't have that like like you said like it doesn't have that sense of occasion right yeah it's like the interior doesn't feel that special the interior is my big gripe with it um the interior 
is too busy for my taste and a little too spaceship looking. Um, if, if the interior was sort of more simple and, and understated in the way the, the original was, then it might've tipped me over to trying mm-hmm. to figure out how to buy one or, um, but the interior, feels a little cheap for a car of that much money. Yeah. Yeah. Shout I mean, you out, could do a, you uh, could do a, a K truck conversion, the interior, you could do like the thin door panels on metal with a little cardboard dashboard. Well, I actually, I actually <laughs> thought about doing that. Not necessarily that. <laughs> I, I, I tried to figure out what if we, uh, like tore off all the leather and tore off some of the extra panels and like re basically did a, a custom interior. Lower the dash and just do a simple dash. Like the old dashes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a sheet metal dash with some flocking on it. There you go. That'd be sick. Yeah, yeah. It'd be really hard to execute without looking like a kit car or something. That's why I didn't do it. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Richard Chen, our buddy. Uh, He went to Marysville, Ohio to see his new NSX be built. I'm pretty envious of that. Yeah, he got a white one. It looks pretty cool. Oh, white sounds good on that car. Yeah. Yeah. So he didn't actually get to drive it, but I think he was there as it was getting finished, and then he's going to fly home, and I'll deliver it to him. Mm. That's cool. But, yeah, uh, yeah, he's been excited. He was a little bit apprehensive, but I think he's stoked on the choice. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really curious. I'm kind of reserving judgment. I I get, you know, you hear all this stuff, and, of course, it's complex, and, of course, it's supposed to be, like, insanely capable and fast and everything, but you hear that consistent kind of feedback of it's, like, it I is just like wish they would have made it a rear drive S2000 in that same vein the aesthetics yes. the yeah. the balance the simplicity if they could do that I think well it was the way that I see it is like they're treating it as from a philosophical standpoint like the NSX when it came out was supposed to be like this technologically advanced thing yeah. that was like easy and that was a that was attainable that was like relatively easy to drive that was like comfortable that was all this right and so the materials the the placement of the engine all of these things were supposed to be exotic um Definitely and like was. they were trying to do it now right yeah exactly so yeah. that for the time right so now it's like translated into this that is the through era. line right, right? it's yeah. like it's the technological but on the flip side, they made a really heavy, complicated, complex, complex machine. vehicle. And like, don't you like, I think everyone wishes it was a non hybrid rear wheel drive Manual. and was, and was a hundred grand, let's say. Yeah. Like, I mean, under, like if it's, if it was a hundred thousand dollars competing with a, uh, 911 base, you know, like, and maybe going up to 130 or something. Or give you that option, right? It could yeah. be you can get the standard. Like I think uh, that was the biggest thing, though. It was so expensive, you know? Because yeah. you could get the hybrid if you wanted to and that yeah. attack on the Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I know people are getting them right now for like 120, you know, yeah. or when, and they're supposed to be like 140, 150. Like they're getting 30,000 off and stuff. So they, they told me a car week though, they're discontinuing the 30 off oh, okay. for this year. They're, I thought this was kind of funny. They're selling really well. So we're going to discontinue the 30 off. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, that's be, they're selling well because you know, that's they're 30 why off. they're selling. Yeah, exactly. So it was 30,000 off. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I'm super curious to see how all this like drive by wire stuff is, you know, yeah. cause like, cause I think that's, that's the only reason yeah. Richard Chen bought it was cause you know, it was a deal. Yeah. yeah he so wasn't going to like yeah. pay the, the big money. I know it's, so capable it's got to be one of those cars that you don't push it at all until you're going you know triple, miles. triple digits so and it uh, also doesn't feel heavy or complicated when you're driving it they I mean they to their credit they did a phenomenal job making a technologically advanced car right um they just designed out the uh 
the issues with the car and it's the issues that are what we feel like is a sense of occasion. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Is it drive? Is it steering by wire too, or is it just a? I think it is. It is and brakes, right? Yeah. Which Jeez. is I'm, which I'm really really curious to see. Oh, it's brake by wire. Yeah. So um, and, and I'm pretty sure it's steering is too. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But it still has a it has a fail safe or it, it still has a rack. Does I it? I don't know. I don't Does it, Lane? I don't. It know. doesn't have a backup because I know the Infinities did. Oh, you know when they came out yeah. with the they had drive, they had steering by wire I think they were like the first one. Is that crazy? And they still had a steering rack because it needed some kind of backup. Mm. You know, basically if it failed, which then you're like, okay, then why do you have it? Because you can just you have the steering just rack. A nice there. rack. Yeah, it's like redundant, right? I don't know. Yeah, I need to look into this. I'm- because it's definitely break by wire, but I'm not 100% sure on the stream. Breaking by wire seems so weird too. But you said it, it, it doesn't it, feel. It didn't feel weird at all. No, huh. it felt, if, I wouldn't have known, you know, had you, had they not told me. Crazy. Interesting. Well, it's definitely a, a very dramatic looking car too. So eye catching. I really like the way it looks. I think it, they did a good job with, uh, by darkening out all the chrome beaks and all that. Oh, this, like yeah. doing the uh, black chrome style or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it really improved. For the, the, the new yeah. one? The newer one, yeah. Um, I thought it, I think it looks a little old, but I mean, that's maybe because I saw it. It's been eight <laughs> years ago at SEMA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I saw the exact same car. And it I also saw it at the, the Tokyo Motor Show when it was supposed to have a, what was it? Yeah. A different motor entirely. Yeah, exactly. What, what was the power plant? Was well, now it has a... Uh, it was supposed to have a longitudinal V6, right? I can't remember. And now it has a transverse. Yeah, I don't know. V6, like I they think changed. It was supposed to be a twin turbo V6, right? Originally, but and it was longitudinal. longitudinal yeah, and then they changed it to transverse, like the old NSX, right? right? Yeah, because um, I remember yeah, they were having all those issues with heating, and there was the the fire. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember the issue. It's because it's been so fucking long. Yeah, it's yeah. been like that long, eight, ten years now or something. And Honda never has never done like a V8. Like they think six six cylinders is enough, basically. So the, I know it wasn't that. Standpoint. Yeah. It also, I think, has because it has the same silhouette as the Audis that that might also make it look older than it actually is. Yeah. Because we're, we're familiar with that silhouette. Yeah, yeah. The R8s. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all those cars look so similar now. I mean, shit. If you look the at that, C8. if you look at this next to a C8, it looks kind of like a C8 Very too, similar, right? They yeah. all look, or vice versa. All of the NSX is better looking. Than yeah, the C8. I agree. The C8 front, already C8. looks old. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's cool. The rear, the rear. The, I have an issue. With the rear, rear is horrible, that, but also the front end straight on. It's so insecty. It's like and it has a lot of Lamborghini to it. Right? Yeah, it like does. A Ventador or whatever. Um, yeah, well, I, I all kind of hold judgment, but. I think that'll age pretty poorly. So we need to get together for a K truck drive. We do. We need to plan a K truck rally or at least a camping, uh, camping while awesome trip. Yep. We need to plan some kind of like pit hangout at Laguna. Oh, that's good for call. some kind of racing yeah, event. Absolutely. Um, and then, um, we need to stop by the studio and, you know, waste your time some more. Drink some. I didn't get to waste your time uh, a little um, this last time after Morning Motors, which you guys have not talked about yet. No. So we'll talk about that. I didn't even see you there. Quick question. I saw Art for like two seconds. I saw Clark from afar. Same here. And then I didn't see him because he he left. I left and came back. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, one, one quick question about the trucks real quick before we uh, go into Morning Motors. So average price point for something like, let's say it's a 1991 Honda 4x4, you know, relatively low mileage, good condition. I, I generally tell people that yeah, you should pay more than 5000 like in the U.S., if it's been more than 5000 yeah. but probably less than ten. Okay. So um, seventy five hundred bucks will get you a nice truck. Yeah, and that's I, cool. And I always, because they're so cheap, I say buy as much as you can, like spend as much as you you can. Buy right. as many buy as, as you can. Buy, <laughs> I mean, buy you know I have eleven. Like you should a probably buy, dozen. You should yeah. buy twenty. But yeah. there's a big difference between a four thousand dollar truck and a seven thousand. Oh, truck. they're always yeah. advertised cheap, but yeah. they always need stuff. A lot of the trucks that get imported are imported. They're bought really cheap at auction, and then they're they're imported. In packed in a container, like seven in a forty foot high cube, and then they're sold cheap here, and they're rough. I mean, if if they're like farm turn-ins, yeah, yeah, um, they're industrial, like working at a factory, going back and forth, and just being beat on, right? Yeah, and I, so the trucks I've sought out, I've done mostly private sale because it's been like an enthusiast who's kept it. And um, I paid more than I would have had to pay at auction. Yeah. But I've gotten trucks with, with you know, sort of known hint histories. And um, I've gotten the more rare options. And um, I haven't really had to do much to them besides some routine maintenance. Um, so, and m- mine aren't rusty. So I really, I really recommend to people who want one to, to like seek out. Uh, it doesn't take much to get a nice one. Yeah. That's pretty, I mean, that's not a pr- pretty attractive thing. Like seven grand. You can buy this little cool thing. Well, you that, know, we've talked about like buying a Bronco yeah. or a old Land Rover or something. Yeah. Like that's a lot. How of much the same sense idea. of occasion does that have? Yeah. And how like you fit it in? Any, There's a lot to be said for that. But in yeah. here, in here, we can put it. <laughs> yeah, in fit in here. Uh, yeah, you can fit it anywhere. <laughs> you literally could put it in, or you'd have to make that door bigger. But double uh, door. Yeah. 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 Uh, There's a lot to be said for the small footprint. Yeah, that's really awesome. Um, because then you can own. 13 of them. Yeah. Or 20. However many you need. Wait, does your 11 include the six wheel? Yeah, I think that's the 11. Okay. okay. I think. I'd have to (laughs) tally him up. (laughs) He lost count. Well, I... Yeah, uh, if I if I count too... If I keep the count too tight, then I get... Like, I get antsy. I need, like, some of these. Yeah. (laughs) Being a designer, do you ever have this, like... You want a clean aesthetic, right? Clean, right? I enjoy clean. Simplicity. Japanese style. Very small garage, one vehicle. So now you have all these vehicles and all these different maintenance intervals, and some needs tires and maybe an oil change. And there's well, a scooter show. <laughs> it is like, a total sleep at night. <laughs> well, what I what happens is I don't pay my registration on time, and yeah. then I get like a thing in the mail that says I owe three hundred dollars, and yeah. then I'm like, "Fuck, yeah, God damn it!" And so, that, then the next one comes. And yeah, then the next one. So I, I just wish there's a thing I could do at the DMV to make all of them happen on the same day. Oh, so wouldn't I get a that be great? Bill for all the vehicles. Yeah. Nice. That's a good idea. They or should, they should just have direct deposit or a direct billing. They could. Just, I just give them my bank account. Pretty much, and they could just I mean, take money out when honestly, they want. Honestly, in your situation, yeah, that's a good idea. Though DMV should offer something for people with like over a certain amount of cars, yeah. where they can even two would be nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, change it. Like maybe you pay a fee up front to like yeah to, uh, prorate it. Yep. yep. And then you get on the same and you get it all cycle. on the same cycle because that is the when you think about oh it'd be so cool to own let's say. Well, you own like 15 cars. Dude, that means like there's only 12 months in a year. Hey, dude, we have five at my house. And yeah. It happens pretty quick. That means then, like every other month you yeah. are having to register a car and every other year, three small. times a year you're having to do smog. Exactly. It's like, 
Oh my god, dude! I mean, just me having to do smog every two years. I feel like it comes up way too quick totally, on one yeah, car. Totally. I mean, the nice thing is a bunch of stuff is older than smog that I uh, got, and um, I mean, and then I guess on the insurance thing, these trucks are pretty cheap to insure. So every time I add one to the policy, they're like, "Oh, sir, it'll be eight dollars." Yeah, they give you a discount for the next truck. Yeah, so it's, yeah. you're like, "Well, I should probably buy another one." Yeah, <laughs> at that price. Are they? Are any of the older ones two stroke? Uh, some manufacturers. Um, I this uh, this. Uh, I think the early Suzuki's up till maybe maybe even the mid '80s. The Suzuki's were two stroke. Oh whoa! Do you own any other? You I, had a Suzuki though, right? I had the a Suzuki fire truck. A, yeah, the fire the Suzuki fire truck. Um, that was a three cylinder four stroke, six sixty. But the older Jimneys are two stroke, mm. which is hilarious to watch. I've watched videos. I've only I've never gotten to driven one. But I've watched videos of them off roading, and it sounds like a dirt bike, <laughs> but it's creeping along. That's like funny. Off road. That's interesting. That's cool. That's awesome. Um, you ready for some uh, trivia? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we we uh, kind of glossed over morning motors. Oh, um, yeah, we did. Should probably kind of squeeze it in. Yeah, squeeze that in a little bit. Good morning motors. All right, trivia time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it was a great turnout. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Insane. I also I, I told you this in person, but the nine o'clock start is really helpful. Uh-huh. For you can kind of roll out of bed. It was. I really appreciated that. Yeah, yeah. there's a big difference between getting up at seven and rushing out of the house and getting there by eight versus normal wake up and chill and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So trivia time. What was the car that was on by the entrance on the left hand? I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> Did you even go? Morning. Yeah, I was there the whole time. No, you were not there the was whole time. Was that like? You came late. I came later, but I was like, <laughs> ah, how are you there the whole time? 9.45 to whatever. Oh, it started at 9. Yeah, yeah no, it was that's like 45 weird. 45 minutes late, but... Um, you were there the whole time, though. You were there half the time. I mean, I was there... When did you leave? I left at 10, 10.05. Okay. I see you. I all. was the last person there, homie. I put away the sign. I put it in the sign that was in here. I was there at 8.20. <laughs> Gangster. And I left at 11.40. And yeah, so Lance I said I left that right people were already there. there. Yeah. yeah, there was like 10 cars already there when I got there. I brought a really sweet car. Did you see it? Actually, I got there at 8.30. I didn't see you there. I Ubered in a Prius C. <laughs> oh, did you really? Yeah. Well, because I was staying at uh, my friend's yeah. bed and breakfast here. Yesterday. Oh, that's right. That's why I was surprised I didn't see you earlier because I knew you were in Santa Cruz. I'm like, yeah. well, he's in Santa Cruz. So I was at a bed and breakfast that includes a big breakfast. Oh, cheat. So, oh, you know, we had oh, to do the whole bit. Couldn't be bothered. They don't do breakfast down. before 9 o'clock. No. I was uh, definitely was, not. Actually, the true story is that my, our friend owns the bed and breakfast and I hadn't seen his mom in like five years and they're, she's kind of like my aunt, you know, so we ended up talking after breakfast. Your tia, you mean? My yeah, tia. I was just going to say tia. My tia. So yeah, so that was the thing. Um, but yeah, it was great. Really, really good turnout. Yeah. Great, great weather. And as usual, good, good variety. Weather was great. Yeah. I love the variety. I love Clark's round cat camper next to an NSX. You're NSX too, right? Or yeah. No? yeah. Oh, it yeah. was? I tagged someone else. You, <laughs> I thought it was you a, tagged Naveed. I thought it was his girlfriend's car. Sure. Yeah. Not open headlight. I don't oh, it's not. I don't remember. Yeah. I was, I was actually uh-huh. trying to figure out whose car that was. Yeah. I, dr- I drove that one down from my house and I, then I walked over to my studio and grabbed the, the camper truck. <laughs> nice. It's awesome. awesome. Yeah. It was yeah. And the cool camper stuff. was popped and, um, People pretty climbing sweet little in scene. Sense yeah. of occasion. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Up in it. Yeah, yeah, I encourage people oh, to climb okay. in. Okay. That's cool. That's yeah, the picture I posted for the questions oh, yeah, had a good. girl in it. Yeah, my friend Shannon. Yep. Yeah. Good old Shannon cool. was in it. Um, but yeah, good variety for sure, right? There was like um, everything from like old Cadillacs with LS swaps. Well, that to, 56 Eldorado was really Yeah, nice. it was beautiful. Was amazing. And then there was like a 
like an old model uh model T bucket roadster thing. Uh Bill uh Christie brought that old Buick. Old Buick, it? yeah, like twenties Buick. There was that factory five crazy thing. thing. Was that eight one eight? It's yeah, been there before, cool. but I got a better yeah. look at it this time. It was, yeah. it was super wild. Dude, we should drive that thing. That one, it had a boxer, it had the six cylinder, right? Yeah, the H6. Yeah, yeah. 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 Most of them have a WRX. Right. Power plant. Yeah, it was, I actually went because I didn't know anything about it. And then once I saw that it had the, the Subaru motor, I went and did a little bit of research. And they actually sell a hardtop version of that car, which looks pretty cool. Oh, actually. I've never seen it's that. The 818C. Um, you can put like an STI swap in that. And you can do like the full STI cluster in it too. Like, well, it's, uh, it uses the suspension and stuff too. So you buy a donor car and use oh, it. Sweet. So, so I remember when those first came out, uh, I remember being at SEMA because it's factory five and they had the booth and they had it. Yeah. And at that point, I think it was 12,000 bucks for the kit and then you buy a donor Subaru. So you'd buy like a salvage title WRX for four grand or something. And all wheel drive or rear wheel drive? I think it's rear wheel drive. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Cause I was, I was thinking like shit, like, yeah, I mean, it's, there's barely anything to the front. It looked like so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very, very interesting car. I mean, it's yeah. definitely kick car but like it has a lot of curb appeal. I think, you know, coming yeah, yeah. up in that thing. Pretty cool. Um, yeah. It's very interesting. There was Especially a good, uh, point. good amount of 914s. There was some stance nation. There was, oh, dude, that was beyond stance nation. That one dude who just was scraping. Drag nation. Yeah. yeah. That was amazing. I was, wish I got a video of that. Was that car s- static? Like, did it have know. air ride or did you like that the whole time? He dragged it around the whole time. Like when like he that. pulled in, was it like that? Yeah. When he pulled out, it was like that. And that out, is yeah. crazy. Yeah. So this kid was on an, an E36, uh, uh, coupe. And, uh, basically he was on the ground scraping the entire time as he drove in and out. Yeah. And I mean, talk about camber. He had like, Negative eight degrees of camber front and rear, and like, that's nuts. Not dude. our scene, but um, yeah. yeah, they had their little cruise sticker on all the cars. I mm-hmm. what it's called. But, a bunch of a couple beamers, right? Yeah, I was I was pleased to see them. I thought that was definite sensification. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for want sure. You want like a couple of them. You just don't want like a whole row of that. But, yeah. yeah, no, it was yeah. cool to see that next to a fifties Mercedes. Yeah, um, with the with the rag top. Uh, what was the the thirties car in the ent- by the entrance there? That, that was Buick. that was the Buick. Oh, that was that, that, that was Marvin's dad. Yeah. That thing is beautiful. Bill yeah. Christie, super cool. Yeah, he has I, a couple I didn't cool talk cars like that. Um, he usually does the Saturday uh, Capitola cars and coffee. Oh, okay. I told him, you know, you should bring your crew. <laughs> your yeah, squad. yeah. Oh, and then uh, um, friend of mine Nate Lindsay brought a couple people. Like he had a. Um, what does he have? A Buick something. Um, but they brought some American cars out and then, um, Phil brought his Ford console. Yeah. Um, that uh, was his veteran. first car, the, rally the veteran. Car, yeah. yeah they were Ford on top. Yeah. It was his oh, first car that. in Germany and he brought it over here. And then his buddy next to him was in that seventies VW bug. And oh, the, it was the blue one freshly really restored with like big meats on it. Yeah, yeah. And uh that was a right hand drive. Yeah. And it was from England and that was that guy's first car. Sweet. And I didn't even I didn't even see that car. You so said that's cool, show. dude. It was a is a it's called a thirteen oh three S. Yeah, so I was gonna ask you never guys, heard of it. Dude, really I'm like, like what is a thirteen oh three S? Like, cause usually if a a bug would say twelve hundred, it means it's twelve hundred CC. You know, it's like but I'm like, what's a 1303S? He's like, well, the 1303s had a 1300cc motor. 1303s, S's have a 1600cc dual port motor. 
So it just, it's not so a 1600. so weird, dude. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought cool. we were going to bust out with like a, a brand three speed thing. manual or something. Oh, crazy. yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's yeah. that another card 1600 is a nomenclature. And so they had to go with 1303 well, or. No, because we had 1600 bugs here. Uh, no, I know in England. Me? I'm saying oh, maybe yeah, there's some like marketing thing. Yeah, it's super weird. Translate. But that thing was super cool, dude. It was yeah. just, I mean, it was like a, you know, 70s bug, which isn't, but. Which isn't like the coolest aesthetically, you know? It's big bumpers. But, but that one looked really cool because it had these oversized tires on it. Steel too. wheels too, right? Yeah. My wheels. pick was that 56 Eldorado. That thing was yeah, it was really great. cool. Super stealth on the yeah. outside and had an LS3 and no bullshit digital speedometer or weird shifters or anything mm-hmm. inside. Had a suicide knob. It did. Oh yeah, it did. But it was looked period, you know, and, and then the, even the LS swap was done really well. It wasn't too often. That Viper GTS, I had never seen that around either. The one that, one that was parked next time? to Ruben. I think. Oh, which color was it? The, it was like navy blue yeah, with dark uh, blue. gray stripes. Yeah. Oh, was, yeah, I didn't see it, that. It came last time, I think. Oh, I tried to get a good photo. I think, was, was that the guy that said he daily drives? Yeah. It? Yeah. yeah. I think dope. so. Yeah. Um, my favorite car was that E30 with S54 swap. M-Tech pack with mm, a... Good wheels. The, the uh, <coughs> uh, young blood wheels. <laughs> um, and uh, it, I mean, it, it was pretty dialed. I mean, it looked super well done, very well executed inside and out. Um, they had Recaro, um, Alexis in there. Uh, but I actually didn't get a chance to talk to him because he was surrounded by people the entire time and everyone was super into the car. And I just wanted to know, can it put the power down? You know, cause like, uh, you know, you drive an E30 M3 sport evolution with 250 horsepower. That's a great balanced package. And, you know, you can put, I mean, it, it, the power delivery is also very different, right? From that motor and no torque and all this. Yeah. But then you put a 333 horsepower plus motor on the front there because it's tuned and it's got, you know, this carbon fiber induction box and blah, blah. And as you know, you can't fit a very big tire in the back of that car, you know? So, he he managed to put 225 R comps in there, and he said that he can put the power uh, down starting in second gear just with a chirp. And um, I mean that kind of makes the car really. I mean because it, it's it's fine if it be, if it's a drift thing or if it's a Hoon mobile. Like I mean I'm saying like if that's what you want it to be and yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. But like but if you wanted it to be a balanced drive, yeah, but that's a pretty linear engine, and it's it not is. like super yeah. torquey down low. You have to rev those things. You do, yeah. So it doesn't um, seem like it would be too bad. Right. So, um, but he did say that it's not matted to the floor driving everywhere, that you still have to be progressive with it. So, um, I don't know. I, I just really liked how clean it was done, yeah, how was, well put uh, together it was and clean, I should say cleanly put together. Little yeah. buddy speed shop. Yeah. Built it. LB Dude, speed. So shop. dope. I mean, and I'm a huge fan of the M tech body kits on those cars. Um, so I love it. More rare than an M3. Cool color. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not a real M tech, but I, know. I mean, but I don't know what color that was. He said it started, he was like talking it's called to called red. Is it red? It started off as, um, <laughs> I want to say it's, he said it started off as a white automatic or something. It was like the, ex- or oh, it was white with a tan interior. <laughs> like, you know, just totally the exact crazy. opposite of what it is now. So you basically fully restore the car. Yeah, that car is nice. What about yeah. you, Clark? Anything stand out? I think I like the Ford with the, uh, the surfboard on the top. Yeah. That was my Console. favorite for sure. Things cool. Um, I also, I also like the, uh, the BMW you're just describing because the build was very clean. Yeah. It, it looked, it didn't, it didn't look like, it looked like it was factory in, in its, in its execution. It's nice. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't like a hack job. Not that at all. slammed really Volkswagen bus yeah. was the one from my street. Yeah. From your neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. That's cool that he came. I don't know him, but, uh, 
I had seen him kind of like work on it over the Dude, years. it's way lower than it was it's last so time I saw it. Freaking and it was low. low before. And I don't think that's on air, is it? I don't think so. It is so low. It's like almost as low as that E36. It was like an inch or so, but right? But it looks so cool. Yeah. I mean, it's such a weird it, thing to see. In that, I posted that shot of like a Vanagon, that... And, and Chris Lumen's Sprinter. Yeah. And it, that thing was so short because it was so slammed, you know? It just looks so tiny in that picture. It was so cool. I like, I've seen him around town quite a bit. I like uh-huh. that it's, he's like out with it. It's yeah, not yeah. something that yeah. lives in the garage. I saw yeah. his Instagram. I think he, someone tagged him or whatever, and he takes it camping and stuff. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so that thing next to the campfire. Yeah. Just in the dirt. It's we so had cool. a Skyline, a KPGC 110 that came out, the Hako, but that's what it, I was wasn't, say. it wasn't real. It wasn't a real sky, uh, uh, GTR. Dude, that one had the hood open, and I feel like it made that car invisible. Yeah. He, because yeah. the hood was popped the well, whole then time. Ben Rogan just took up five parking spaces with his G9. I know. I kind of like oh, that. Oh, yeah. So you guys drove that thing. How was that? I didn't uh, Oh, I got a ride in the oh, back. I just rode in it? And the- yeah, it was amazing. Super nice. What was it like? It's, like, so luxurious. The leather is very nice and soft. Um, Like, really tight-grained, you know, not... Leg room? Like, so much legroom has the the seats recline in the back. I sat in the nice. back, and the back's the best seat. And I could recline. I could put the front seat forward with the controls. Um, it it was just really freaking nice. And that thing was like the fully loaded one with the naturally aspirated four hundred twenty horsepower V eight. Dude, it uh, was absolutely silent when you guys left. So quiet and I it's so smooth it inside. All. And that, yeah. that thing's fully loaded like 75 grand. 75? And you can get like the six cylinder one with the same stuff for like 65. I mean, wow. that's so much car. Yeah. It seems for, like it. For basically three series money. You know? So this is an S class competitor? Yeah. Is it yeah. The idea? Did you ride in it, Warren? No. no. I didn't even really look at it. Dude, it was so comfortable. Like I was so comfortable in the back. And then in front of me was, um, uh, Brandon Maloney, super tall and big, and yeah, uh, plenty of space. Yeah, yeah, so much space, and all the materials are nice. So much car. Yeah, it felt yeah. really good. They look great. I was yeah. there for an like a little over an hour, and I couldn't even finish half a donut because of how much talking I was oh, doing. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was just in. I ate my donut inside yeah. the um the coffee shop. That was smart. I basically had to run around as fast as I could, and then, I, yeah. Irish goodbye at the end. And Alta Coffee was like super packed. Oh, really? Huge line. Uh, yeah, they weren't nice. ready. They weren't ready because <laughs> we were in there just well, getting drip coffee and it was like, yeah. They was, went through a whole thing already and then oh, they had yeah, another one. Sure. Yeah. And then we had Panda Food Truck there, which is cool. Oh, they were um, great. I had breakfast there. You did? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, you had the sausages and the, no. the sausage and egg? Or I, I actually just got a la carte. Okay. Um, the breakfast looked very good, but... Yeah. I kind of want to try some of their, yeah, their yeah. individual. Yeah. So the, uh, the, the Malaga, uh, 2002 TII, that, that's, um, that's Kevin's old Kevin's car. Kevin's old car, right? Brian's yeah. Auto works detailing. Yeah. I, I look like it. I wasn't sure. I didn't get to talk to the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I talked to him. He's stoked on it. That yeah. 308 GTS I hadn't seen before. So that's, um, nice car. A, a friend of my old shop, Arthur, uh, and that's a barn find, like a, garage find oh, sweet. that they had just re- like resurrected this year. Local find? Uh, local-ish, yeah. I think Bay Area, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, hadn't run in a long time and they basically got it to a point where it could do this. Yeah. But if you looked inside, there's like wires exposed. Oh, really? There's rust in the door. Good color combo. Is that though. silver? Gray, or gray with a with it's like gray. a ox blood interior. It's yeah. a great color. Really nice color. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. But it kind of needs everything. I don't know what their his plans are for it, but I think they got it very reasonably. So that's priced. a Quattro valve? 
I don't know. I didn't even look at it. Huh. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And dude, and how about this um this nine eleven, the uh the short wheelbase with the fatty meat phone dials? Dude, that looked good. Yeah, I had never seen that before. Phone dials on a short wheelbase. Yeah, uh pretty cool. Long nose car. That's yeah. Weird. I mean, it's kind of bizarre for that car. It's I'm so planted. I, I mean, thought like, it looked good. Yeah, it looks good, but I mean, yeah. from a driving experience, because those you kind of want to move around a little bit, right? Like, I bet it's just like fucking go-kart. It was good. Though. It was good to see people from the rally that had, were still kind of buzzing from it. Hadn't and, washed their cars. Yeah, wearing their rally shirts. Um, yep. That was fun. There was a uh, Bloody Mary challenge in the back of Drew's Volvo. <laughs> Whoa. I don't know if any of you guys partook in that. I, I know Art did. did. Absolutely. I didn't see Drew. Really? See, that's why you didn't see me. I was hanging out by that Bloody Mary cart the whole time, or or van. <laughs> you didn't get there till ten o'clock. That's why I didn't see you. No, I'm calling bullshit on that. <laughs> I, I, remember, I remember going up to Matt Brown, Hushy Pushy. I was like, "Dude, where's Art?" He's all, "Oh, I saw him." And I'm like, "Oh, he, he's here." I was asking because I didn't think he was here because I, had, you know, yeah, I, I had been there already like three hours and you weren't there yet. Three hours. <laughs> <laughs> you probably were though. Yeah, for three hours. All right, it's that time. All right, can you do the honors? I like to throw in a little dubba dubba in there. You Thank know? you. I like that. By it's the way, we didn't talk about Joe Polo's drag car, which time. is pretty insane. Yeah, Did you the see fact that? that he drove that here from any distance whatsoever. So is... He didn't, though. He's he didn't? A, he's a liar. Oh. He told me later in the day, he's like, ah, I, I parked my trailer down by Are the... you serious? Yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome. shit. Did he really? Yeah. So, I mean, this Because I was looking, dude, it has Hoosier slicks. Bigs like, and Littles, like yeah. you know, slicks, and I don't know. I mean, he said it's like a low tens car. I mean, yeah. like, it's pretty quick, and it's the loudest car there, probably. Yo, oh, yeah. Full on race he car. fired it up at yeah. one point. It was crazy. It's badass. What about Eric Campania's? Uh, Camaro. Oh. That one's gnarly. And is he, it crazier than that thing? No, it's, it's less think, crazy. It? Less crazy. Less yeah. crazy, right? I think so. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, does Eric have a uh, roll cage in his car? Can't Eric's remember. is gnarly. I don't. I don't yeah. know. This I think Joe did. helped like, build Eric's. That's probably more powerful than long term. I don't know where. All right, it's trivia time. We're gonna do a couple. We have. Actually, I've never done this before, but uh, I figure in honor of Clark's presence, we're going to do a couple auction results from Bring a Trailer on okay. cars that you might be familiar with. So I'm going to give you a little underhand, you know, softball toss here. Hit it out of the park. Oh, I'll warn you, I don't read Bring a Trailer because... Uh, that's good. I always want to buy too many things <laughs> I when I do. It's so amazing. I don't. That's the way I am. I, I, don't, kinda, I don't look. I kind of yeah. stop looking as much. I, I still look, but it's it's amazing that if I, yeah, if I won the lottery tomorrow, I'd just be, it would all be going to Bring a Trailer. If I had money, I would be looking every day, but since I don't have money, I just can't, like, I do it, fuck it's, my it's, mind it's up like, like a, that. It's, it's a, not a, fun uh, for me. Masochistic thing. I'm right me. there with you, uh, Lane. When I had money, I was looking every day. Yeah. Now that I don't, I'm not looking at it. It's depressing if you don't have money. I like to know what the, the, you know, the cool people are doing. Um, okay. So first car, 1990 Subaru Sambar supercharged four wheel drive, five speed K truck. This is, uh, I'm just making sure I'm not going to reveal the price. So it is on the top there. Um, white K truck with full gotcha. sides. And that that was a okay folded down, not a flatbed. Yep, uh, well, it's a it's the, a ninety. The sides can fold up and down, I believe. They yes, just, right, right. Yeah. So it's not just the flatbed. It's, yeah. No, no, it's they, not, they, yeah, they yeah. fold up and down. Um, seventy-seven thousand kilometers, so forty-eight thousand miles. Huh, get this, imported from Japan. No, <laughs> no imagine way. that. Who knew? And let me guess, it's that guy in Maryland. Yep, yep. Oh uh, no, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Okay, uh, there's the one guy who sold a bunch of K trucks on Bring a Trailer. The seller is known as Dented, Beverly, Massachusetts. 
And uh, it's a 90 four-wheel drive, five-speed Subaru uh, K-Truck. It's actually pretty cool. It's It looks way more modern. I guess 90, that would make sense. It looks like my Mighty Max, actually. Oh, so interior, modern. Interior-wise. So modern. Like circa 83 looking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, wait, who, he's going last? Yep. Clark gets to go last. So, I uh, dude, I'm, I, it's the fact that Clark already told us like how much K trucks cost. Yep. Totally primed me for this because I would have like, my price would have been so 40,000. Well, still well, might be well, way What off. do you think? What would you have guessed? Yeah. Yeah. What would I have guessed? Yeah. Like 12K before you said pricing. No. I thought they were more. 5,300. Art says 5,300. Lane didn't guess. Um, yeah, it's right in there, right? Is this thing really nice or what? It's nice. It's a little rusty. Mileage is kind of high, yeah, though. It's a little it rusty. Shit, dude. It's a Subaru, though, and Subaru people are into Subarus. That's true. Yeah, so. but are they are Subaru people into K-Trucks? That's yeah, we'll the see. weird one. Is that, a, is that a flat engine? I don't know anything about those, it. And it's bring a trailer. I wonder if bring a trailer pulls more money in this case, too. It's a, it's a four-cylinder as well. Yeah. Ooh, it's a big, big bore. Well... Small bore because it's the same, small the same displacement, just yeah. more bores. Yeah, yeah. So little tiny, little tiny bores. Oh, so it probably sounds really cool. It's in the very yeah. back of the truck too. Well, is that like in service mode or something? Like I don't dropped think, out. No, I don't think so. I'm gonna say six grand. And I, I'm gonna guess fifty seven hundred because I think K trucks usually go for a little less on bring a trailer uh. than I would normally. So this was bigger. this was a no reserve auction, so it did sell. Thirty four bids. Oh wow! I was going to say thirty four hundred. I'm like <laughs> eighty two hundred dollars. Dang! That's that is actually what I think it's worth. Subaru people, yeah. huh? <laughs> yeah. The um, um I, I my issue I think with pricing of K trucks is often that um it's too comp- compressed. Like a nice truck is too similar in price to a junk truck. So I think that there likely should be some range in price. So yeah. I'm pleased to see when a nice truck is actually going for more money. Right. Because, yeah. yeah. Uh, stop me if you saw this result, um, because <coughs> even if you don't look at bring a trailer, this car was, I wanted to send it to you. So I figured someone would have, uh, and that's okay. If you did see it, 1966 Honda S600 Roadster. This is in Canada. Um, it is white over red vinyl. Oh, is that the one you sent? Uh, I didn't look at the price. Anyway. I didn't see it either until uh, tonight. Uh, four-speed manual. 600, 800. Left-hand drive, 600. Okay. German market cars? Um, very, very nice car. Um, I think it's been fully restored. It's it's really nice. I'll see if I can get you a photo or two without revealing the price. Um, white over red sounds nice. That's my yeah, favorite red. combo on that car. Yeah, me too. I think 55. They're, they're great. $5,500. No, 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 no. Uh, that was okay. <laughs> very clean. Yeah, very, very you, clean. I, you should have let me go first. I know. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you like you like these cars. and Yeah, I haven't really been looking that close. I mean, I feel like... Oh, I'm, so it's like yeah. a creamy white. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. It's no, really nice. That is man. more creamy than I expected. I, yeah, I expected more of an Arctic. Yeah. I expect more like it's a refrigerator. A lot of yellow, lot of yellow yeah. in it. That's super cool, though. Uh, man, it's great. It's fantastic. Right. Left hand drive. I'm. I think the pictures might be really bad. Like the because I saw a couple that look oh, more white. white. Yeah. It's all messed up. Um. I'm gonna say thirty-eight thousand. I will say twenty-nine thousand because previous in the United States at least. I think the previous height seller was like 
34,000 or oh, 32,000 wow. for an 800 and the 600 is usually worth less. Mm-hmm. Damn, mm-hmm. that's good to hear, man. That's um, there's hope. There's still hope. <laughs> this, <laughs> did, this did sell uh, 36 bids. Forty-eight thousand five hundred. Whoa! Look at look at Clark over here getting rich. Yeah, I'm stoked. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a strong forty-eight price. five. I mean, it is very very nice. It's Concord, how much did you say, Art? Concord level fifty-five. Yeah, fifty-five. Yeah, right, was, right, right there. there. Um, all right, here's another for you guys, and this is a good one, Art. You can uh, wait to place your bid, please. Please hold your bid. Forty thousand mile. 1994 Mazda MX-5 Miata. This is in Laguna Blue over black. Nice color. Very, very, very nice example of <coughs> said Miata. Um, How many miles? 40,000 miles. And it's a 94, so it's a 1.8? Yeah. It's a um, and a is that like a special one? Does it have limited slip or anything like that? Mm, I can check. I feel like limited slip like definitely adds... Yeah, a good amount of money for a Miata. Package. It does have limited slip. That's a torso. No, that's a good one. Yep. No. Cool. Color match hardtop is included. So it's like Ooh, the, that's nice too. So it's like the best. And it's NA. really nice. It's yeah. totally stock, or at least let me see a picture. Be, um, Unless stock. it can only be more valuable if it was an, an R package. And the M packages do well too, but an R pack Laguna Blue would be where it's at. Yeah. Hardtop, cool. matching hardtop. Uh, How many miles? Jesus Christ, you already asked. 40,000. 40, I actually didn't ask. You did. Yeah, you did. I asked Miles? Yeah. Yes. No, I, I did. didn't. You're getting old. 40,000. Dude, whatever this thing goes for, though, now we have to pound on that guy's door again and get that 13,000 mile right. package. Dude, that is really low miles. I feel like that's a really good spec. It's a California car. People want blue. People want a hard top. They want a limited slip. It's super low miles. Um, 14 grand. Okay. 18.5. I'm gonna go strong and say twenty-two. Damn. Well, this this buyer got a deal ten thousand three hundred. Dang. I think that's a that's really, a really good deal. Good Dude, that's so yeah. good. That's a great car to have in a collection. Yeah. It's uh, appreciating. Dude, hold on to that thing for ten years, and it'll be a twenty eight drive thirty thousand exactly. miles. Drive it ten twenty thousand miles. Yeah. yeah. Fine. Yeah. And this is why I don't read it because I then I would want to. <laughs> you would buy it. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I I would feel bad that I didn't, but I I wouldn't. But then I would feel bad about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you'd yes. be all depressed. That's yeah. a really good deal, dude. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. By the way, I won that that one. You did one. So is that a, a fabric or cloth uh, black interior or the leather option? The leather's super rare on those cars. Um, I've already left it. I'm sorry. Oh, all right. We'll have to look it up another time. I'll I'll go back to it. But I so uh, years ago, like a few years ago, I've I walked into someone's garage. <laughs> <laughs> near my house. Dude, trespassing. By they the left way. the door open. It's called trespassing. I left the garage door open. Uh, oh, because you left the garage door open. Yeah, you're not trespassing if you leave the garage yeah, door yeah, open. Of course not. It's not, right? I you left just... my door unlocked, so <laughs> someone walked in. Totally. Uh, so the garage door was open all day, and at first, before, be- <laughs> well, especially not trespassing <laughs> in that case. Before I, before I went and told the person, the owner of the house, that his garage door was open, I noticed that there was a really nice. Mm white over black R package Miata and NA Miata. And that's a really nice car, you know? And so, um, of course I, uh, I decided to take a closer look and, um, and I went in there and I saw that the odometer read 13,000 miles on it. Wow. And I tried to buy it and the guy slammed the door in my face because he was but, trespassing because I was trespassing. That's but, uh, the car's still there. So I've now sold my home and I'm moving away from there, but I have to somehow go back and <laughs> trespass again, trespass. I got to get that car. All right. Last one. 
2003 Acura NSXT six-speed, 22,000 miles. This is a 2003 NSX. Lane, how many miles? Don't know. Something low. 22,000. 22, yeah. What color? It is yellow. Hmm. It's in Los hmm. Angeles. Uh, timing belt done. Spa yellow over onyx leather. Oh, the rap band. That's cool. Um, Slam. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Uh, one of 171 built for 03. I think that was the last year. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's the third to last. They like basically kept making that car and no one was really buying them and it was totally outdated. Um, it's basically perfect. It is, uh, yeah, that's, yellow is metallic too, right? Yeah, yeah. that's a metallic yellow. Yeah. 2003 with 22,000 miles. It's a tough one, especially with this whole Toyota Super shit been going on. I'll go first. But, Acura's haven't done that. I much. know. It's but weird. Man, They've been kind of stable. They're a weird one. Like, I feel like they were, they almost like kind of did a little dip for yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. Um, He's trying to trick us here. He's like throwing out super. I know. Prices. I'm going to say 85. That's a good number. 100. <laughs> $85 on Lane. I was, I'll, I'll guess 78. It's a good guess. 85K trucks. <laughs> um, that's a lot of money actually 22,000 don't do your math in front of me <laughs> as I'm staring at you yeah. looking at you I eye to eye. You. look at that locked I'm not dude, the right. droid you're looking Who's, for oh, you already blinked you lost um, you're like I didn't even know I was in this I think you'd be a really bad poker player are you a good poker player I'm not really oh. I don't really uh, play poker foam on the nose <laughs> just do math the whole time just do math the whole time uh, <laughs> I divide the seven super guy over here 92k Nailed it. 92K. $93,000. When was this auction? Uh, this was... Doesn't say. Like in the past couple weeks? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good to see. I'm um, pleased. That, 93 grand. That is my car's year. October and October 3rd. Oh, yours has that low miles? Yeah. Two, oh. I have 20, 23,000 on it. Oh, there you 25. go. Nice. And yours is red, right? Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately red. Hey, someone will buy it. How many... I mean, is that the most popular or most common color? I don't know. It's just the color I like the least. Oh, I see. I, I bought for the car, not the color. What color would you buy? I what would you get would? the gray. Gray? I like white. Yeah, I like gray. The white is white. Is white's, white's, white's awesome. Yeah, white's amazing. I this car doesn't look... I mean, I wouldn't buy yellow, but that's that's just a rad design. That's it looks all right good. in yellow because there's not a lot of body there. Yeah. You know, like, I mean... It's a good yellow. The Acura is not like... Slabs. The Integra is not plus. huge slabs of... Clean. Well, Clark, it's been fun. It's been great. Thanks for having me. Let's do it again. Anytime. When you get more round cat racing stuff going on. Yeah, a little bit more to talk about. And then we'll also have more updates when we drive all the trucks and have drinks out of the back of them. And Oh, yeah. And yeah. Clark gave us a couple of posters. Are That's those, right. Are those for sale anywhere? Or is it? Well, so this, this interview is a little premature because okay. I really don't have any kind of anything ready to okay, show so the world. Okay, so that's when you'll come back. <laughs> so gotcha, we'll discuss okay. that further. It's in the works. But I have we have posters, and um, if you want one, you have to come by the studio and get one from me. Gotcha. <laughs> or hit me okay. up on Instagram. Um, yep. But, I, yeah, I brought a couple over for you guys for the wall. So. Cool. How can they find you? Um, roundcatracing.com uh, or roundcatracing on Instagram. Cool. And, uh, yeah, send me a message. I, yeah. I, I like chatting. Yeah, buy a rooftop tent for your case. Slip in his DM. Yep, directly. Oh, right. Slide right in. <laughs> All right, we're doing a do. We're doing a four wheel drive turbo Vamos van. DWA I don't van. Know what a, who even makes a Vamos? I don't know. Honda. Honda. Yeah. Huh. It's really cool looking. I'll show it to you later. I'm down with van. I'm down yeah. with a van. 
Maybe right-hand can, drive, though. You don't have I a choice. I can convince Clark. I don't know if they made an, a manual in that, though. Yeah, I think they did. They did? Oh, sweet. I'm pretty sure. I don't okay. know much about the vans, but... Okay. Yeah, those are sweet. I'm in. All right. Thanks again, Clark. Thank you. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. patreon.com forward slash driving wall awesome go check us out on patreon and become a patron of our podcast where you can get exclusive weekly podcasts from us that average around 25 to 45 minutes we have about 55 of them up on there and we do them every week uh we also give you discounts on rallies also first chance to get on the rallies which uh this last one or this upcoming rally sold out within nine hours and it's a, it en- ended up being a patron only rally. Uh, yeah. And we give you uh, sticker packs and some other stuff. So go join us. Patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Thanks. We really appreciate it.